Turn our Bible this morning to the book of Mark, Mark chapter number 16. We'll be in Mark chapter number 16. Mark chapter number 16 this morning, and we'll begin reading uh, in verse number 9, and we'll read down through the end of the chapter of Mark chapter number 16. And we look forward to what the Lord has for us this morning uh, from His Word. It is wonderful to be in church. And uh, this morning, the fellowship, just being able to fellowship with one another, uh, and then the, the music, uh, being able to participate uh, in the singing of the hymns, and then the uh, special music we've enjoyed. And I look forward to what God has for us out of Mark chapter 16. We begin reading with verse number 9. Uh, so follow along with me, if you will. Of course, uh, the beginning of chapter 16 speaks of the resurrection of Christ. We pick up in verse number 9. Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover." So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following, Amen. I want to notice uh, several things from this passage of Scripture this morning, and I'll point some of these things out. But we see in verse number 11, uh, we find the words, believed not. In verse number 13, neither believed they them. Uh, this morning, I want to preach on this subject, faith errors. Faith errors. Uh, let's see what the Lord has for us today. Father, help us today as we uh, look into your word. Uh, Father, may we be reminded of the importance of faith. It is by faith we, we receive salvation. It is by faith that we <coughs> live a victorious life. It is by faith that we uh, tap into the strength and the might and the power of our God. And Father, I pray that there's one unsaved this morning, uh, one in the service this morning that does know Christ as their personal Savior. May today be their day of salvation. Father, we ask that you would help your church today. May we increase our faith. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we look and we see in this chapter, and usually we focus on, of course, the resurrection of our Lord as we read in Matthew chapter number, or Mark chapter number 16. But I believe as this book comes to an end, there's some important things that we can look at when it comes to the subject of faith. We're reminded that it is impossible to please God without faith. If it's not of faith, the Bible tells us it is sin. Faith is what is important in the Christian life. Uh, we spend so much time thinking about what I do have and what I don't have, and God just says, put your faith in me. Put your trust in me. Put your trust in the Word. We find here some, some things that jump out to me in this passage of Scripture. Uh, it's, this is post-resurrection. The Lord has done what He said He would do. He has risen 
from the grave. He holds the keys of death and hell, like we talked about in Sunday school this morning. And he appears, we find in verse number 9, to Mary Magdalene. And uh, he, he appears unto her, and, and she goes and in verse number 10, and she tells others. And, and, and we find that the, the system of, we find unbelief in their, their hearts and in their minds. We find a lack of faith. Uh, a lack of faith is a big deal. Sometimes we look at it as like, like, like it's something we catch. Well, I just don't have the faith that somebody else has. Uh, it, is a, it is an important thing in the life of a Christian that we understand the premium that God puts on faith. Now, we find in this story, we find some men who, who God chose and called out in that early church, his disciples, they did not have the faith they needed. Now, if they did not have the faith that they should have shown, you and I need to sit up and pay close attention uh, that we, may be, we, we, we need to make sure that we have our faith where it needs to be, doing what we need to do. We find some errors in our faith. I'm afraid that many times we, we look at the things of this world, and, and I've said this before, it's a good time for me to say it this morning, how you ought to believe this Bible more than you believe what your eyes are seeing. You ought to believe the promises of God more than what this world tells you. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. I will never understand how a Christian will believe everything that Fox News says, CNN says, their favorite political commentator says. But if you give them a promise from the Bible, they say, well, I just don't know if I have that much faith. Well, I'll put more faith in God than I will in man. But all of us are susceptible to times in our life when we don't have the faith that we should have. Those days, we all of us have those days, you know, as a child of God. Uh, first of all, you've got to put your faith in Christ to, to be redeemed, to have salvation, but then to live by faith. I mean, there are some days, I, I, I mean, I, I'm in my, in my Bible, I've, everything, is God, is, every, God is just speaking and working in my heart and life, and I mean, I'm, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to fight the devil, I'm ready to fight, my faith is where it should be. Like all of us, sometimes our faith is not what it should be. There are some errors that we see in this passage of Scripture when it comes to faith. Every day we ought to remind ourselves that our faith needs to be in the Word of God. Our faith needs to be in God. And friend, if the, those in the pages of Scripture can make these mistakes, I know that you and I can. I want to point some things out that I believe this will be a, a help to all of us this morning. We find those words in verse 11. And had been seen of her, they believed not. This is a lack of faith. Had Jesus told those disciples what he was going to do? Sure, and they believed not. Uh, we find again, he appeared unto them again on that road to Emmaus. He appeared unto two more. They, they didn't believe it was him. He goes to the religious crowd, and they believe not. They believe not. I wonder if Jesus were to show himself in the average church today, how many would not believe how many leave Sunday after Sunday having heard the word of God preached? I just don't know if I believe that. Well, I know what God said, but I just don't know if I believe that. Those are faith errors. I believe we can put our finger on them this morning as we look. Let me say, first of all, number one, as we look at verse number 10, and she went and told them that had been with him, those disciples, and they mourned and wept. Number one, your emotions will affect your faith. Can you imagine how heartbroken those disciples were? They had, in, in, in many cases, they had forsaken the family business. In doing so, they had turned their back on their family, on tradition, on what, what, what society expected of them. 
their livelihood and left everything, and then Jesus was crucified. They had forsaken. They loved the Lord. And can you imagine, and we spent some time on a Sunday morning series talking about uh, focusing on the cross and those that were at the cross and what they would have witnessed to the crucifixion and how the, the Son of God, how he was, his body was broken and he couldn't even be recognized by, as a man because of what he suffered as he went to the cross of Calvary. And being aware of that, and in some cases, as John did witness that, they were mourning the loss of their Lord, their friend, their security. Not only that, I'm sure they had fears creep up in their life like you and I have. Like, what are we going to do now? They, the Bible says they mourned and wept. They are mourning. They are grieving. Mary comes to them and says, I've seen the Lord. I've seen him. He's alive. And what was their response in verse 12? And that he appeared in another, or in verse number 11, and they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. Think, think about this. They had seen Jesus walk on water. They had not only were aware that he took five loaves and two fish and fed 5,000, they had participated in that miracle. They had seen a dead man come to life. They had witnessed a child being brought to life. In multitudes of times, no doubt, they had seen the power of the Son of God and they're mourning, they're weeping, and then when they, Mary comes in and says, by the way, they, they, were, they, they knew that Mary, they had seen the transformation in her life. She was possessed of devils. And they had seen the change, and if there's anybody who knew the Lord, it was probably her. And he chose to show himself alive under her, and so she comes and says, he is alive. Mary, go away. We're heartbroken. I don't believe it. Now, these were men who had faith. Can we agree on that this morning? These were men, Peter, with all of his failures and all of his problems and all of his times of no faith. We know that this is a man that had faith. And when Jesus said, come and bid him come out on the water, he left the boat and he walked on what he had faith. These men had enough faith to forsake everything to follow the Lord. And because they are mourning and they are weeping, their faith was not what it was supposed to be. Friend, when you go through a valley and you are mourning and you're weeping, you need to take a mental note that your faith, it is going to affect your faith. It's easy when everything is going good and you hear the preaching of the Word of God, you read in the Bible how God is in control and, and, and we know all things work together for good. That's right, preacher, you preach it. and We know that the Lord is with us always, that's right. But when you're going through the valley and you're mourning and you're weeping, it will affect your faith. Well, that's good for everybody else. Well, that's easy for the pastor to say. He's never had a problem. I've got a lot of them, but he's he's never had a problem. Our emotions do affect our faith. We make excuses. 
We know you just got to believe what, what God says. You just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Well, I'm hurting. Don't you know that? Well, well, well I, I'm, I'm going through something right now. Don't you know, know that? Well, you keep reminding everybody they're going to know that. It's not a sin, friend. And I find myself reminding us of, of this all the time. It's not a sin for you to have a broken heart. There are things that break our heart. It's not a sin for you to mourn. That's, a, that's, a, that's the way God made us to do that. It's not a sin to weep. Jesus wept. He's the pattern. He showed us. It, there are things that break our heart. That's not a sin to be broken heart. It's not a sin to be mourning. It's not a sin to be affected by the cares of this world. But if it is not of faith, it is sin. In that mourning, you still must keep your faith in what God has said. With a broken heart, you still must believe the promises of God. With, as the tears run down your face, I still have to have my faith in God. And friend, that's a mistake that these disciples, these great people of faith, they, 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 they got caught up in their emotions. They were hurting, and it affected their faith. We got to be on guard and understand this and understand we need to keep our faith in this book, keep our faith in God. Because the devil will use anything to get us away from God. We'll guard ourselves, and I don't believe enough is said about this in our churches today. We'll guard ourselves by the wicked vices of this world. And it's a good time for me just to say, especially to our young people, you stay away from the things of this world because once it gets a hold of you, you can't let go of it. Stay away from it. There's many who will avoid those things and stay away from them, and you should. But then when life happens, as the book of Ecclesiastes reminds us, it's going to happen. We fail to understand that our mourning does affect our faith. Whether you're weeping or not, this Bible's still true. Whether your heart is broken today or it's not, this book is still true. Whether you're in a period or a stage of mourning and adjusting to the changes of life, God's word is still true. God still sits on the throne. And I don't put my faith in circumstances. I'm not going to put my faith in, in, in the reality of this world. And I want my faith to be in God and his book. It, you're, that's a faith error to let my emotions dictate my faith. Number two. A lack of faith is a failure to pay attention. In verse number 11, they went, and they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that, he appeared in another form or two of them as they walked and went into the country, and they went and told it unto the, resi uh, the residue, the, the remainder, neither believed they them. Jesus told them what he was going to do. And then when he starts revealing himself to them, they still didn't believe it. They weren't paying attention. And how many times do we fail in our faith because we're not paying attention to what God has said? That's why, friend, if, if everything is going well in your life today, you file this message away so when the time comes, when you need this, you'll have it. Didn't God say? Well, I know what he said, but I read this Facebook poll and, and this is the way that I'm supposed to... No! 
A lack of faith is a failure to pay attention. He said, message. Did, 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 did the Lord know that they were hurting? Absolutely he did. Did he know they were brokenhearted? Did he know why? Mary, go tell him I'm alive. It wasn't just, and this is the, the most important part, that he had conquered death and hell. And that was the most important thing. He conquered death and hell so you and I could have salvation. But I just believe the Lord cared about that broken heart. Mary, go tell them I'm alive so it can turn their heart from hurt to hope. Tell them I'm alive so that they know that I've conquered death. A lack of faith is a failure to pay attention. Well, I don't know what to do. Pay attention. What am I paying attention to? God's Word. You know, all of us go through things. All of us have life that changes. All of us have our hearts broken from time to time. All of us know what it's like to mourn, whether we identified it at the time or not, whether we grieve, we understood. And by the way, grief is not a bad word. We all experience it. It's what we do, where we put our faith when we're going through all of that. You say, what, 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 what was a lack of faith? It's not paying attention. You think what you go, go, are going through has caught God by surprise? So what has He done? He's given us His Word so that we can have a sense of understanding. And even when we don't understand, I've still got something to put my faith in. I've still got someone to put my faith in. And, and I need to be reminded that if, I, if there's a lack of faith, I'm just like, what in the world? I'm just not paying attention. How many times does God send a message our way and we're not paying attention? This morning, I'm convinced as sure as I'm standing here, uh, this message is for all of us, but, I, but I'm certain that there, there, there is at least one individual in particular. God sent this message straight for you this morning. And my question is not whether or not it's going to be preached, and not whether or not God cares. Are you going to pay attention to it? There are times when you read in the Scripture, God sends... So every time you read a scripture, he sends a message to you. Or you paying attention? Sometimes God will press upon your pastor's heart to preach something, to say something. Are you paying attention? Why don't he mind his own business? I'd rather mind my own business, but the Lord is, keeps waking me up. So why don't you just take care of it so I can get some sleep? How about that? When, you know, there are times like, you know, Lord, just put you on my heart. I just want to let you know I'm praying for you. Have a good day today. Are you paying attention? God uses somebody else. Are you paying attention? Well, the Lord said, that's exactly what I needed, okay? When you walk out the front doors and you say, Pastor, that's exactly what I needed today. What are you doing with it when you leave? Are you really paying attention to what God is sending? The Lord cared enough. Now, he is going to reveal himself to them, and he does. 
He does appear to them, but in the meantime, he says, I know they're hurting, I know they're scared, I know they're confused, they're mourning, they're weeping. Mary, go tell them I'm alive. He wanted to comfort them. But their lack of faith, they believed not. I know we, we, sit in, we sit in a seat of judgment when we read characters in the Bible, don't we? Well, I know if Mary had come to me, I'd have been like, bless God, I knew it. I could feel it in my soul that he was alive. No, you'd have been weeping and, and crying. Just like, Okay, that's what we do now. Things take place in our life and we, our world gets turned upside down. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And the Lord sends his word. The Lord sends a message. The Lord puts something on the heart of his pastor. It comes along or somebody says, I'm praying for you. He says, don't interrupt me. Don't you know I'm grieving? Are you paying attention? This message very well might be a wake-up call for somebody this morning. Are you paying attention? This book is full of promises, and that's why you ought to be in the house of God every time. Well, everything's going well. Be in the house of God and just, and, and just, and just let that be deposited in your heart, be deposited in your life, because the day is coming uh, what, 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 when you're going to need something, and if you haven't been paying attention, your faith is not going to be where it needs to be. It's not going to be what it needs to be. You need to pay attention when God sends his word along. God cares for each and every one of us. You may be hurting this morning and nobody know it, but God does. He cares enough about you that he wants you encouraged. He wants you helped. But the problem with man is we're not paying attention to what God is saying. Everything that's taking place a little, 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 little off topic, but on topic this morning, everything that takes place in this world, we look for something other than God's trying to get our attention. God's speaking to us. God's talking to us. God's trying to comfort us. Boy, these faith errors, their emotions affected their faith. A lack of faith is a failure to pay attention. Can I just say this this morning? Let's stop blaming God for our lack of faith. Well, what is God doing? No, he, he's trying to talk. We're just not paying attention. Maybe some of you would relate to this illustration. You get your thing back to school when you were back in school in that one-room schoolhouse for some of you, and, and you would take that test or that, that quiz and be like, I know the teacher didn't talk about this. And we go home, and some of you parents will relate to this part, and, and the child comes home and says, it's not fair. I know the teacher didn't teach this. The teacher didn't go over this. And, then, and, and now I'm, I'm getting a bad grade because of stuff that teacher didn't teach. Parents, let me help you. When your child comes home and says that, it means they probably weren't paying attention. It's like, dude, quit it in glue. And listen to your teacher, and you'll know what test, and that's just junior high, and then you'll know what test and what's on the test? So many times in life, it's like, what is God, why won't God help? Or why, why didn't God do this? Could it be that we're just not paying attention to what God is trying to tell us? You can't put the blame at God. He hasn't given me what I've needed. When you haven't picked up this book, when you haven't opened it in a long, long time, and, and we were talking to God, but we're not listening to God. 
There's a lot of Christians, I believe, that they've been confused, they've been hurt, they're brokenhearted. That's not a sin. But, but shutting God off and then saying, God, why don't you do something about it? Pay attention to what he's trying to tell you. Pay attention to the encouragement he's sending you. Pay attention to the word that he's sending you that I'm still with you and I'll still help you and I'll strengthen you and I'll comfort you. A lack of faith is a failure to just pay attention. God is big enough to send you what you need. Are you listening? Okay, let me just get it right down here where we live. How dumb they must have felt. When all of a sudden they're all getting together, well, we're hearing a bunch of stuff, and there's the Lord in the room with them. And they didn't hear the creak of the hinges. What a surprise. No, Mary had already told you. And sometimes we have to have that moment where we're just like, oh, I'm not going to go there. We do us all good to once in a while look in the mirror instead of saying, you are somebody, say, you're just an idiot. <laughs> Won't you pay closer attention to what God's been trying to tell you? Pay closer attention to the Word of God. Pay closer attention to the message that He sends you. This a faith error is when we're not paying attention. God is sending His help, His comfort, His grace. we got to pay attention to it. Number three. This is where, if I hadn't been personal yet, this is, be ready. Number three, your, your lack of faith is a hardness of heart. Look at verse 14. Afterwards, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraideth them with their unbelief. That word upbraideth means to confront with shame. You, know, you should know better. And it braideth them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. How many witnesses do you have to have that a dead man is alive before you believe it? Oh, we'll believe other things. And the Lord confronts them their unbelief and hardness of heart. This, is this should be personal to all of us, and I intend on it being pointed this morning. So if it feels pointed, that's, that's by design. The problem is not God. The problem is you and I. Because sometimes we don't like what God has done. We don't like the way God's doing it. We don't like the way the message came. We don't like the messenger who brought the message, whatever it is, and we harden our heart to that which we know is true. Hear me very carefully this morning, and if you'll listen to me, I will help you. There are some that you know the Lord will lift that burden, but you won't let him lift it because you like the way it makes you feel to just grovel in your disappointment. The problem is not God. There are some that if you would just trust this book and you would say, okay, I'm just going to obey, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to put my faith. You know, God, 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 God wants you to do something. God says, just trust me. And you say, well, I don't have that much faith. That is not a problem with God. It's a hardness of your heart. 
We don't like to hear that. But he abradeth them in their unbelief and hardness of heart. Well, I just don't think I can put my faith in God in that way. That's because you get got a hard heart. That's because you're turning God off. That's because you don't like what he's telling you. You know, this Bible is still true. Whether we like what it says to us or not. What I'm saying to you is the truth this morning, whether we like hearing it or not. Whether we like the way it makes us feel or not. Your lack of faith is a hardness of heart. It's... There are times that the Lord will allow us to carry a burden. There are times in life things happen that we did not expect. And it brings those things that we feel guilty about, having a broken heart. You don't have to feel guilty about a broken heart. Everybody in here has had one or has one today. If you haven't had one yet, you had not lived long enough. Well, mourning is not, it's not a sin to mourn, but there's a way to do it. It's not a sin to be grieving. There's a way to do it. It's not a sin to cry and weep. But when it comes down to faith, if it's not a faith, it is sin. If I'm going to please God, it's by faith. And if I look at my circumstances, I look at the things in this world, and, and I don't understand them, and I have, don't have to like them. By the way, you don't have, you don't, if, it's, if you don't understand it, that's not a sin either. You're not God. And there are some things I just don't like it. That's okay too. But you still must put your faith in Him, and to refuse to do that is a hardness of heart. It's saying, I don't like it, I'm not surrendering to it, I'm not trusting you, I'm not accepting it. And Jesus came and said, we're going to have a talk. And He confronted them in a very strong manner because, he says, I sent you witnesses. I believe this with my whole heart. There's a lot of Christians who are, they could have victory and they don't. They came to a point of decision in a message just like this one, a service just like this one. And the Spirit of God worked in their heart, and you were reminded that God hasn't forsaken you, that God hasn't forgotten you, that God is very aware of your circumstances, and God is very aware of what you're dealing with. He, he reminds you of that. You need to give it to Him. You need to trust Him. You need to get all in. Quit using what happened to you as an excuse of why you don't serve God and why you're not faithful, why, why you don't tell others about Him and get the bitterness out of your heart. Well, I just don't know that I can do that because, because I'm dealing with this. Hey, it's a hardness of heart. You've got to give it to God. Number four, and this one's a little more comfortable. Look at verses 15 through 19. After he deals with all the unbelief, what does he do? He said to them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. What did he do? He said, get busy. And that's the fourth thing I'll mention this morning is to get busy serving. You know, having a... I look at those... Disciples in verse number 10, they're mourning and weeping. He, finally, they're convinced. Just get busy. Uh, you know what would help a lot of God's people as they mourn and they weep if you get busy? Well, I'm waiting on the Lord to give me an answer why he did that. You're going to be waiting. 
Well, I find this. This may not speak to you. It speaks to me. After he gives us instruction, verse number 19. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Do this, and he left. He's at the right hand of God, and he'll be there until the day the Lord, God says, go get him. So what, well, I'm waiting for some explanation. You're not getting it. Except for the fact his ways are above your ways. His thoughts are above your thoughts. Life happens to all of us. But I want my faith not in my circumstances, my faith in security, not in what happens in this world. I must put my faith in God to do anything else as an error when it comes to faith. Well, I understand, and I feel like the Lord's speaking to me this morning and, and 